Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi there, this is John Higgins and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. We are live, live, live. Yes, we are live. You sure you haven't murdered anyone with the number of times you're yelling live in the microphone? Not it's like, yet. It's like an aural bullet. It's just trying to wake brain. people up getting into the flow. Yeah, you're injecting the... energy. Well, Tuesday night at 10 o'clock, this is when it starts happening. Oh, mate. This is Southern when, uh, FM has never sounded so damn good, Rob. Really? So yeah, damn good on a Tuesday night. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm really up there with your enthusiasm, your positivity. I'm trying to get um, into it. I'm trying I to get into it. Fired up. I don't have a lot of great news for to enhance really? the positive vibe. Okay. Apart from the fact that I picked up Seven Hundy on the Greyhounds on the weekend. Roberto Bryce is very, very clever indeed. A very, very clever man. You know what? I had this great plan. This and it was plan. so close. Yeah. So what I'd done, I wanted to go and visit my lovely girlfriend in Hong Kong. On the, she's on her way back. Right, she's flying right now back from. Oh, Hong is she Kong. probably uh, tuning in live on the uh, tuning app. Yeah, on the plane. Yeah, and anyway, I sorted out. There's a flight leaving at one in the morning on Saturday uh, for about eight hundred bucks. Right, a return on Cathay Pacific. I was like, wow, oh, that's all right. But you know, a bit short in the old pennies. Yeah, and I was like, well, let's see. What should I do here? I know what I'll do. I'll just try and make loads of coin on the Greyhounds, old school styles. I put together this 12-leg multi. 12 um, legs. 2,000 to one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just chucked a fiver on it. Right. $1,000 and, it could have been. Uh, first, first four came in. Yeah. And then the one that was the dodgy one, of course, he got checked around the bend and he yep. ran fifth, didn't place. And then I said, well, I'll reload. And I reloaded on another one with another tenner or something. Because at this time, the odds had come right into like 500 to 1. Oh, jeez. So it was a, it was a easy short <laughs> thing at that. this point. I was like, oh, come on. And the next one came in, and then the second dog, who was this massive favourite, the one that won the million dollar chase. And the back straight, he gets checked off heels and falls over. He's out oh. there. So I was like, oh, well, bugger that. I had to reload again. <laughs> and then I picked the last four winners in a row at 50 to 1. Well, actually, that's not true. Three winners in a place. All right, yeah. 50 to 1. If I'd taken all of them to win, which they did, 300 to 1. Wow. But I only had really 20 bucks spare at that point. So, um, <laughs> did, or 10 bucks even. So, yeah, 500 there. And then picked up another 200 next night. So, it was all right. Or- Unfortunately... I couldn't get to Hong Kong. That was a uh, bit of a shame. But, yeah. There was also d- a delay, a 40-minute delay in the start of the race because of the mental traffic. So they actually delayed they the dogs. They delayed the dogs because, because of the of traffic. That's wow. right. How about that? Hey, Melbourne. Hey, that's good. We have a public holiday for just the day before the Aussie Rules Grand Final. Mm-hmm. We have a public holiday for a horse race. And now we delay the start of Greyhounds because there's traffic. Yeah. It's all this it's amazing place, Melbourne. Great. That's why Vienna's the best place on earth nowadays. Okay. What, what, because uh, Melbourne can't start greyhound races on time what has it got to do with vienna vienna's the best place on earth to live nowadays is it number oh one. they came in number one yeah that's number one melbourne's number two i would like to stay longer in vienna you know we just sort of we drove through didn't we a couple of times we just didn't really see any of it no we didn't like world famous amazing city yeah. austria vienna
in a okay, let's go to the airport and just drive somewhere. Yeah, Salzburg Airport's Salzburg. great as well, isn't it? Yes, Salzburg, <laughs> Salzburg Airport. What yes. are, how are your Austrian ventures, Gavin? Gaviningham's here again, people. Well, Golly Nectar! Beef Cheeks and what? Robert, what? how are you? Uh, great, great. Do you want to answer the question I just offered you, or are you just going to rant and rave? With the, oh, well, what was your question, Robert? Sorry, oh, well, Robert. I was asking if you had any experience of Vienna in your travels. Oh, it makes very good dessert, Vienna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Oh, they at, um, Sarah Lee. The, uh, streets, Viennetta. Uh, Viennetta. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't heard this show before, it is uh, 365 <laughs> Days of Sport. It's a lonely meander through what is the world of sport. And so far we've talked Rob's obsession with Greyhounds and Gav's non-attendance to Vienna. I, uh, I and don't think any that, of us three have ever heard the show before. <laughs> based I on this so far. I listen every week, unfortunately. <laughs> it is a playful journey through possibly the world of sport, mm-hmm. but not necessarily. I'm not sure if during the show you're supposed to talk about the show. You're sort of supposed to just present I can the do. show. I reckon we've got a lot a lot of new I'm listeners not... this week for one reason or another. Really? I reckon we may have. Why is that? Well, we had a bit of uh, unorthodox promotion today. What was that? Through Facebook. Yeah. I, beef I, from I'm, the beef. I, the worst thing is I've missed it. I saw it very briefly and then I've only had it explained to me and it's been oh, It wasn't a big deal. It was a nothing I think, deal. Well, what, oh, hap- well, what, what happened? No, what happened? going to be listening. <laughs> um, apparently, there's a Facebook page, Bad Dates of Melbourne or something. Yeah, it's a great page. Basically, sh- people share um, stories of Bad horrendous, dates. horrendous dates that have gone wrong. And I read one and I thought it was very, very funny. And I thought, oh, that's great. I said, oh, I'd love to share it on the show. Um, and then you you put up saying, oh, yeah, but retell it like it's one of your mates. But exactly. Of course, because basically plagiarise it and steal it from the site, which that's... is not morally a good thing to be no, it's, encouraging it's good in a public forum where conversations over and then Gavit the moron jumps in and he says yeah yeah oh actually the truth is it was me that story's me I did it sort of thing I, yep. I went on that date which is a complete lie no so no, essentially no. you this, don't know that Rob this woman you who's, uh, who's put her, her, heart, her and heart and soul into this page and has created some great content and we've tried to just hijack it like a bunch of morons so I'm actually I think her name's Ali I would like to apologise on behalf of 365 Days of Sport for um, attempting to or hinting that we're going to hijack uh, your material and um, because of we're, the, we're, um, we're, just keep in mind we're basically a gang of idiots don't take anything we say seriously and uh, we're not going to we're not going to hijack material and, and I, people go even go and read Bad Dates in Melbourne it's oh, I love yeah, yeah we're promoting page. it we're very, definitely very I think we are, we should do you think she, she, Ellie Ali or something I, I think it's Ali I'm okay not we're sure. not too sure sorry yeah. about that if uh, we have a load of new listeners from Bad Dates in Melbourne but we'd love to get you on and tell some stories live I think that would be oh, unbelievable fantastic. absolutely and her own her own story, I think, uh, came from her own harrowing uh, efforts on the dating scene. There's another. Uh, f- I know many people who Tinder oh, dates have gone badly wrong. I mean, uh, uh, this mi- is a real story. This is not uh, one plagiarised offer. No, no, no. no. Is, I was know. just going to say, I've got a friend, Nikki. Uh, she used to live in Melbourne. She's gone back to the UK to live, mm. and she used to give us Facebook updates of her dating life, oh, and yeah. it was actually quite hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, a, in a the friend UK. of mine uh, had a, had a date in uh, somewhere in the northern suburbs, and uh, he turned up. He sort of sat there. The la- young lady sat down. They talked for. 30 seconds she asked what do you do he told her and she got up and walked up to the bar and just sort of stood there and didn't really come back <laughs> what what did he do was he a mortician um well i don't want to say because that'll give away who he is he, he worked in a sort of an admin sales role for a fairly large company a phone oh, company okay. but it was nothing yeah. nothing untoward it was and just that, a normal job it was just a normal job it really. wasn't anything <laughs> yeah. out there basically it wasn't anything that 
would make you go, "Wow, that's amazing! I want to hear more." But it wasn't. But she clearly did. You know, if someone says you're an you're an accountant, you don't want to know. Oh, tell me all about it. No, it was a job like that. But it wasn't unethical, immoral, or illegal. Mm. Nothing. It was just a normal job. And she's like, "That's not for me." Thirty seconds. I'm out. Up at the bar. (laughs) Maybe she wanted the mortician. Maybe she wanted someone from the mafia or a murderer. I think she did a monetary assessment. Oh, uh, right. And, well, possibly. Gold digger. Yeah. Another one of gold digger. To be fair, he is deceivingly plump. Like oh, uh, he's, still, he's, ball, he's got the sort of he's kept his jawline still oh. looking very very thin and tone, but uh, when it gets down to the motor, there's big big motor. I'm, co- and, I'm um, confused. So he, about may, being he may have deceivingly just plump. He Am may, I deceivingly well, he, well, plump? No, no, no. Plump. It happens a lot. It's, 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 women are very good at disguising their Tinder profiles. Oh, yeah. now I see where you come from. I thought yeah, you meant yeah, in yeah. the bar. He no, was deceivingly no, no. plump. No, 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 no. The opposite. <laughs> Online, he's deceivingly plump. Right. Oh, we all have those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think possibly she might have turned up and seen a. A, a, bit, a bit extra overhanging and uh, that. Yeah. So anyway, she sounded really deep. She was about well after about, thirty seconds. Um, yeah, yeah, well, thirty seconds. She was clearly about money and looks, and off she that? went. She, made, she, made, she knew where she stood in the world. Um, <laughs> got to know what you want. You got to know what you been, want. She should have been living in South Yarra or St Kilda, though, rather than Northcote. Yeah, it's well, all that's, the, all that's all a hipster. It's a hipster, but it's newish. Yeah, but hipsters are supposed to be bohemian. Rob, they're bohemian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not about looks. Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all play bike polo on Sundays. Oh, God. The very very first little visit me and Beefy ever did was we went to a bike polo match at um, Flagstaff Garden. Oh, I've seen that late at night. And I remember I'd, well, I was, I'd had been drinking the night before for a change. Really, really didn't want to go. <laughs> Turned up and there was this, oh, I can't say swear on air, can I? No. And uh, he was a twat. He was an absolute twat. Who was this? That's, that's the word Who was this? The guy who was... The he guy was... we interviewed from Bike Polo. Oh, yeah. right, Huge yeah. beard. Yeah. Um, he answered every question so seriously, and Beefy asked something about whether he might want to go forward into, like, bigger ranks, and he goes, oh, you know, it just sort of might go into the age-old idea of selling out, you know, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> selling out? <laughs> You're selling out by taking Bike Polo into places where there's big-time dollars going on. There's no big-time dollars in Bike And Polo. yet, yeah. he was the one person on that day that took everything so seriously because he is he's the best bike polo player in australia is and he goes to the world championships and things and i think oh. it was called steve yeah well don't hey steve don't sell out with your bike polo antics well, he's the bit, whole world's watching he's probably a bit grumpy because he trains 25 hours a day gets no sleep to be mm. the best but what rob was getting at because he described everything oh bike polo is great because it's such a bohemian lifestyle oh and we had Clearly no not. idea he's... what that really meant well no it's just it was clear that he thought long and hard about his position as a bike poloist and anyone who thinks long and hard about themselves and how they're perceived and what's mm. going on are people I really don't like. Maybe he thought that was going to be his big break. He gets the interview. He's going to get, become the world sensation, oh, Sean he, White style, yeah. of bike polo. Put through the 365 days he probably sport radio show. We haven't followed it up, Rob. He probably is world champion now. Right. He might be the well, only one competing, yeah. though. I'll let, I'll let you take care Steve of that. Steve yeah, from yeah. bike polo. <laughs> Uh, what else is happening? Anything exciting in the world of sport? Even not, it, just, it doesn't even have to be in the world well, of I'm sport. I'm excited really. about the Greyhound um, Grand Final. Melbourne, Melbourne Cup, Cup on Friday. Friday night. Melbourne Cup used to be the the richest dog race on the planet. Yeah, uh, used to be half a million dollars to the winner. Not bad for a little dog. It's, it's 480. 
Or four seven five. Okay, there you go, four seven five. So I took Rob to the Melbourne Cup Greyhounds three years ago this yeah, week. Basically, it was Rob never been to a Greyhound meeting nah. before. This mm. was the first time. Mm. Ever since this, Rob's turned into a Greyhound fancier. Well, I'll be, to be honest, it was actually roughly two years after, or about yeah, eighteen right. months after. All right, we just kickstarted the whole process. Okay, it kickstarted. Well, no, but what happened was, so I've been, I've gotten into the horses a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the punting wasn't going that it was just, it was up and down. It wasn't going bad. It wasn't going great. Right. Mm. And I just happened to sit down one afternoon and said, well, "How come these people watch all this greyhound stuff? How can anyone know what a dog's going to do? There's no one controlling it. It's a dog. He's just mm. going running around chasing this thing." <laughs> and I started watching, and I just noticed the favourite came in like nine times in a row. Yeah. I was like, "What is this really quite common that, that they always win like that?" And I said, "Okay, well, it's pretty short money, but if you put four or five together, big big money." Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I intrigued, and I just sort of slowly started watching more and more, and it's actually quite disturbing. My knowledge of the old greyhounds now is, is through the roof. It is. So um, it's overtaken the GGs. It well and truly has. Ooh, so yeah. we, we and went- actually, I, in terms of the uh, animal rights protest type of stuff, oh, yeah. I'm far more comfortable with the greyhounds than I am with the horses, because the horses, the danger is in the race. Mm. Whereas with the greyhounds, they might fall over, they're dogs, they don't, they're fine. They oh, can, so they, they, carry they can just stop if they want to. They, they, can, they, they can stop if they want to. There's yeah. no one making them do anything oh. the, the danger with the dogs is having horrendous owners that abuse them oh yeah, yeah. totally which uh, is but has been heavily now uh, regulated yeah police and uh, and and this you know it's all good yeah it's great and it's actually come back since the 2015 uh, audit to come a mm. thriving industry mm. so we went to the Melbourne Cup Greyhounds on 365 days of sport the epic odyssey through sport that myself and Rob went through and it's a fantastic meeting mm. it's the biggest one of the year it's um, free. And it's free to get in. Sandown Park Friday night. If you're not doing anything, people get dress to up? the dogs. People dress up? Not really. No. No. Oh. No, it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty casual occasion. Yeah. So casual Rob fits dress, right in. <laughs> dress down, Gav. Dress yeah. right down. So the night... Oh, I don't yeah. think I could dress any further The night we were there, <laughs> the kind of the halftime entertainment was a Kiss tribute band. What? And Robbie Williams that looked nothing like Robbie Williams. <laughs> even though he dressed to thrill, so to speak. And uh, But Kiss... Kiss were hilarious. Oh. <laughs> the guy in his six-foot boots or six-inch heels, he twisted his ankle walking to the stage Ooh. and struggled to get up on these podiums. And they actually sung, but I don't think they played instruments, even though they had them. What? They mined the instruments? It was a backing tracks, karaoke. Yeah. Oh. Still the, great. Still the, great. The, the Gene Simmons bass player lookalike, his platform boots snapped off the bottom. As well. And he spent the whole two last two songs trying to... Not fall off his massive platform <laughs> boot kind of thing. So, what were their um, name? Were they called Miss uh, instead of Kiss? I know, that, that would be good. Possibly because I see posters up all over town called Kiss Droyer, so it must it might have been them. Might have been them. Yeah, but they um they got some photos with loads of girls, like the real. They kissing, did, but they, they were through group. How old I, I, were these I girls? didn't see a limousine swing by and pick them up. <laughs> I think it was um, the Toyota Tarago picked them up <laughs> somehow. <laughs> so yeah, fr- Friday night at Sandown. If you do fancy a free night out of the grounds, and the TAB put on low. Loads of giveaways and everything. Mm. They make a real big deal of it because, like I said, it used to be the biggest grand race in the world. Mm. But now, Rob will tell you, it's the dash for millions. Yeah. So you've got My Redeemer Trap 1. She's gifted in two. Oh, so by the way, Rob is going to go through the card for the Melbourne Cup yeah. final on Friday night. And we may even get a tip. 
Yeah, you certainly will. My, my Redeemer is very dangerous in Group 1. Uh, in sorry, the, the trap, trap 1 in the red. Uh, he can be dodgy out the boxes though occasionally, but he's been jumping very well lately. So to me, it's just, I reckon he's going to miss the jump. I reckon he will. How far, she's, she's how far is the Melbourne Cup, by the way? 520, or 515. 515 oh, I thought it was meters. further than that. Nah, oh, nah, okay. The bold dress is the long one, 715. She's gifted in two, well, should race out and lead. Um, in three, Dinah Harper will miss the jump. He'll be slow and probably won't do anything. Notorious Max shouldn't even be in the race. He's a chump and it was just ran a miracle race to get in there. And five, you got the unbeaten young Black Opium and only his eighth start Ooh. coming through, uh, who's um, very, very quick out, but it's whether he can do it from the squeeze box in box five as a challenge, particularly because he has the almighty Punk the Bear right outside them, <laughs> who is due to absolutely fly up. He's been jumping out okay, but he hasn't flown to the front in a while, and he's I reckon he's going to do that. He's going to follow Black Opium across. They'll crash into She's Gifted and screw her up, and then Poke the Bear will just gas it around the outside, fly down the bend. He'll be three lengths clear in the back straight, and he'll win by about six lengths. He'll come flying six home. Lengths. So Trap Six, Poke the Bear is the winner. Outside of him in seven, you've got someone not good again. Someone not not, not even worth worrying about who's in it's seven. Gavin, I, I can't remember who it is. Oh, it's a Dagani. Oh. A very, very slow out. Just a it, coffee drinker. If he happens to get... <laughs> if Dagani happens to some, by some miracle, be towards the front, coming around the last straight, he, he could fly home. He's a big, big, strong dog. But I, I, I would not back him for this, no way. Outside him is West on Augie from Perth. West on Augie is often also very quick out, but I can't see him being good enough to come across from uh, box eight and get in the lead with the might that's in the midfield there and um, the clear run they should have over Notorious Mac and Dinah Harper in three and four. So my tip for the race is the almighty Poke the Bear. And uh, second uh, is Black Opium. Third, My Redeemer. I'm just going to read you. five, and one. This is the current odds, so you better put a boxed trifecta on, as they say, because uh, Black Opium is a favourite at $3.10. My Redeemer, second favourite, three forty. Poke the Bear at three fifty, and then Miss Splendorimo. Splendorimo, that's the first. That's reserve. the second reserve, second reserve. at five fifty. So that she must be pretty hot. She won't get a run. No, probably not. Not. No, that, very that's, rare. that's the one that Poke the Bear ran down yeah. in the in the heat. Um, she's gifted six fifty. The other reserve, Haston, slowly at seven dollars. Yeah. West on yeah. Augie, out of box eight. Seven fifty. Dinah Harper, thirty-one dollars. Degani, the coffee drinker, thirty-one dollars. And then Notorious <laughs> Mac in the accordion, as Rob likes to call it, forty-one dollars. Yeah. Six seventy-five. The place for the n- Notorious Mac. Yeah. So, Is Rob, uh, when's the first episode of your new podcast, Rob's yeah. Dogs? <laughs> Rob's that dogs. coming out. <laughs> Bit of a, she seemed to know uh, one or two things about these, uh, these, what are they called? Yeah. Are they called dogs? Is that I'm, what they're called? I'm not sure really how long I can happily talk about it at, at great length. Or, I'm impressed. Or I can find anyone who has any idea about it. There's the same amount of knowledge. But, um, no. Even I wouldn't make anyone listen to that. <laughs> Like, so Rob's tipping uh, six. Poke the bear in the green. He's won from the green many times. So what's Rob up for if he puts the, the, on? He's, like, he's got to follow Black Opium across. Yeah. So six five one six one five six five one six five one. You hear to her. You hear heard it her first. Well, we tipped the one. Well, I tipped the one two in the Melbourne Cup Tuesday nights ten till twelve three sixty five days of sport with uh, myself. Set your alarm. Really, so you should. Yeah, put it in your calendar, your schedule. Yeah, um, and just fact, tune bu- in. Build your week around it. Yeah, it could be catching a rerun of Bewitched, something uh, like that. The film or the TV show? Uh, uh, the TV show. I mean, the Not film, Nicole Kidman's uh, finest hour. Well, I mean, that, uh, you, how many times can you rerun that? Let alone watch it once. Do you know, actually, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, <laughs> right? 
Nothing is new. Cash cow for everyone, beefy. There's, I mean, we come up with an idea like 365 mm. Days of Sport. There's a great pilot on our Facebook page, 365 Days of Sport. Yeah. Look it up. Have a look at the pilot. It's an awesome show. We can't even get a gig, Rob. It's second, all about the cash cows. The a lot more cash cows out there than beef jerky. Beef jerky. Loving the beef jerky Loving in a minute. Beef. Do you know what, Kev? Astronauts yeah, yeah. eat beef jerky. Really? Yeah, NASA give their, has given their astronauts beef jerky mm. since 1997. It's very dense in protein, yeah. I believe. Oh, it's lightweight. It's no water, Such see? Scientific mm. facts. Scientific facts. Mm. But talking of uh, potential sponsors, uh, a real sponsor is Masita, who mm. is the best sportswear in Australia. All of us here in the studio, we'd love you to join the Masita bandwagon and jump mm. on board. If you're part of a club sports club or a community group and you need apparel or any form of fundraising uh, program or platform they've got myclubshop.com.au to help you out as well but if you do need apparel or kit or team wear or off-field wear please get in touch with Masita they are a Dutch company they've been around for 1933 they're no fly-by-nighters Rob mm. 85 years of Dutch history 80, 85 years did you say 85 years Kev 85 years, I think, well, has, I think the All Blacks, they hadn't lost a game in 85 years, is that correct? I think uh, it's been about 85 years. Not right, right. No, 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 I think, how, I've, I think I know where you're headed with this, though. Well, well, uh, we lost to Ireland only two years ago, actually. Yeah, but oh, before that, I think it was 100 go. years, wasn't it? It was never. It was never. They've never, never beaten us. I ever. thought they were on a 1,000-game winning streak currently. The All until Blacks, this previous no, this weekend. No, just we're gone. just doing all these hopeless sort of 12, 13-game type of ones at the moment. Just before we get into the... All black mocking. Yeah. Um, we just have to thank Mesita. Please mm. check them out www.mesita.com.au or one three hundred Mesita. Best sports around Australia. They'll even sponsor your club. They'll give you more money to buy more kit. Simple as that. Please check them out. They are awesome. They've been on board for ninety shows, Rob. And guess what show this is? Ninety. They've been on board since day one. Of course they have. So uh, absolutely awesome. We love Mesita. Um, anyway, yeah, the All Blacks did go to Dublin. Yeah. On Saturday mm. evening. Oh, I was going to say I'm going to play you. Is this the Irish commentator? Well, this is the New Zealand commentator oh, first. Oh no, right? I don't. I don't like Three him much either. Receiver Moanga. Bodhi Ratala drops it cold. It's over. It's over. Ireland. Ireland defeat the All Blacks for the first time on home soil. World number two knocks off world number one. What a test match. He loved it, didn't he? Oh, it's pretty, pretty bloody that's, good. He that's was the pretty New good. Zealand, they just lost. Is that the New Zealand Who's, commentary? Um, that yeah. was the New Zealand commentary. I can't tell who that is, though. Um, uh, Stuart Holt, Neil Holden? He must be new. Or Harden or something? And he oh, pronounces it. Says it must be a radio uh, I think he is. Ra- radio right, New Zealand, okay. he was. He yeah. pronounces it Ireland, too, not Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob gets the real R in yeah, it. Yeah, he's yeah. just saying it's, Ireland. It's pure to discuss, to, to distinguish an island and Ireland. Yeah. That's the only reason I do it. No other word do I pronounce the R. No. So um, no, this is New the... Zealand is an island. Yeah, it's two islands. Not that, an that's island, all you picked up from that. Oh, his, okay. his rabid excitement too for yeah. his well, own countrymen well, it's, losing. It's, well, it's, it's very, you know, that's great commentating, I think. It's just oh, oh, the in the moment. fantastic. In fact, uh, if, personally, I can tell you from my own experience, when Ireland scored their try, which was a fantastic try, I, I just it was just sort of, oh, this is an amazing move. So that, and then I said, oh, and, and I just went, oh, that's a great try. I just I said, well, yeah, but no. Were you hooting and hollering yeah. at the end of the match well, when well, your well, country lost? I, I could sense we were going to lose. I did record it. I watched the second half fast-forwarding, partially because I actually, the Irish commentator was driving me nuts. Whoa. Oh, this this guy. Perinara, Karen Reed leaves it behind and it's knocked forward. It's knocked forward. And it's all over. It's all over. 
hard as the great Willie John McBride said when the Lions beat New Zealand in 71. Now I can die happy. I have seen every single thing I want to see at a rugby match at dear old Lansdowne Road. I've seen Ireland win triple crowns, but I've seen Ireland win against the New Zealand All Blacks for the first time on this hallowed turf. And I will take that to my grave or wherever I'm meant to go. What a performance by Rory Best and his men in green. It was the top two sides in the world, the double and indeed treble world champions, New Zealand, coming in as the best side in the world, Ireland as number two. And if there's any justice, Ireland will be crowned the number one side in the world. And along with that, you've got to take your hat off to everybody. What a magnificent game Rory Best played as hooker and captain and everything else. And another veteran of two grand slams, Rob Carney is hugging him as well. Kieran Reid, as gracious in defeat as he is magnanimous in victory, shakes the hands of the men in green. And I've said before that the only way you'll get respect from these New Zealanders is to beat them. And Ireland, in the space of two years, have beaten them twice. They've beaten them in Chicago, which was delicious, but they've beaten <laughs> them here at Lansdowne Road, which is unbelievable. Again, that's not the commentator. Oh, wasn't it? No, this okay. is, that was again also a radio guy. They didn't. I didn't recognise him from either. Oh, of I don't the, know. Who that guy um, did so not it was, take. It was not the main. The guy calling the action was basically fine. It was yeah. the side. The guy on the side. Uh, he was horrendous. Well, he's probably a former player then uh, as well. Probably is. He yeah. was absolutely shocking. And it's the second time I've had to listen to him. Yeah. And he's uh, he's not because you made this comment in a week, and I said, "There's no one. There's no one on this planet can beat Phil Cairns and right. Rod Kafer in terms well, of one eyedness." I think. The thing with with them is that we, we we really do beat them all the time. Oh yeah, and so I just listen to their voices get deflated, <laughs> and it's quite, so I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get a sense, you get a sense that it's just gone. To beat the All Blacks, you got to play for eighty minutes, and you the do? Irish played yeah. all eighty. It's, no, it's, it's a little bit of a shame that um, you boys aren't heading to Cardiff this week because uh, the boys in red, you'd, you'd be up and about surely. Those, uh, although at the same time, oh, we you, never you, beat you, the you all don't. Blacks. You don't want to play all or the All Blacks after, after just a loss. loss. But yeah. Wales have quietly accumulated eight wins on the trot. Have they? Yes. Oh, gosh. Quietly accumulated eight away. wins on the trot. Did, yes. So you bit knocked off Australia. Did you play the Saffirs as well? No, this Saturday. Okay. So we, we snuck That'll by... That'll be the big test. We snuck by Tonga 74-24. <laughs> it was 24 all at one stage, though, by the way. Yeah, right. Jeez. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Tongans got a little bit tired, apparently. Um, Can I ask you a question about that commentary that Ireland we just listened to? Did he breathe at all? I don't think once? he did. He was quite excited, wasn't he? No, just was up and about. a stream of consciousness. Um, just didn't breathe. <laughs> Word after word. I mean to say, I can now I can die happily. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've seen it all in a rugby match. Surely next they've got to beat us on our own turf. That must yeah, be that's the, next the next goal. One, yes. Will that mean they overtake us? Nah, no. Because, well, he said, someone uh, said they become number one, and no, Zealand. hopefully they'll become number one. Surely, if we win again, we'll retain. The, I've been reading the Irish papers, and they now think they're favourites of the World Cup. They yeah, genuinely think like they are. Where, favorites. where is it? Japan. Well, they'd be a chance, surely. Oh, oh, if, they're, if you're in the wait, tournament, you're in the, a chance. Yeah. Everyone's always a chance. There's always a chance. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear of all because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! 
I found the song I was looking for. It is Ireland versus New Zealand, but it's before the game. But it is uh, so. This is an Irish song. Irish song. To encourage the fans to uh, come on, we can do it. Type yeah. thing. Right. So here it is. Let's have a listen. All right, lads. The synthesizer's brilliant. Queenie, right in on the beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. All blacks terminate or see you later. At down Road. At down Road. Holly. Saturday night with the atmosphere. Packed house and couple of beers. I could get used to this. Queenie. Tackles flying high from the boys in green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that we're dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. Watching Johnny Sexton tearing them a new one. Take them down tight for long, for long, for long. Watching Johnny Sexton tearing them a new one. Take them down tight for long, for long, for long. So Polly, go on, give them a smacky, bundiaki. Tell him hit the road. Tell him hit the road. Devin Toner standing tall. Hero man, he's stealing ball. I can get used to this. Tackles flying in from the boys in green. Stick around and you'll see what I mean. Come on, lads. There's a mountain top that we're dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I live. Get away. Watching Johnny Sexton tearing them a new one. Take them down like Burlong, Burlong, Burlong. Watching Johnny Sexton tearing them a new one. Take them down like Burlong, Burlong, Burlong. Right. We've got Healy up front, yeah. Rob at the back, yeah. flying through the air, taking out all blacks, 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 blacks. Let's get stuck in. Okay. We're on our own, a cappella. Tackles flying in from the boys in green, stick around and you'll see what I mean. There's a mountain top that we're dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. Yeah. Watching Johnny Sexton tearing them a new one. Take them down by Furlong, Furlong, Furlong. We've got Johnny Sexton tearing them a new one. Take them down by Furlong. Come on, Hey, <laughs> bravo! There you go, Russ. Yep. They got them fired up. Yeah, that uh, worked well for Worst Song in the World, too. I can't say I get all that excited by, like, just taking the song and changing the words. I mean... Really? Yeah. Because nothing's new, Rob. I said this earlier. Oh. Nothing's new. Um, <laughs> so does that fit Worst Song in the World for you for once? Uh, that Yeah, that that sucked. Yeah. Like you can just still make something kind of funny. It's, yeah, I, I hated that. Oh, fair enough. Just in case because it was lazy. Sure. Is that what you're saying? Lazy musically. It, well, it's just it wasn't actually that funny. Right, we're going to talk some sports news for once. <laughs> oh, here we go. Fartgate. Yeah. What do you know about this guy? Oh, I do. Biggest, biggest oh, story oh, in world oh, sports oh, at the oh, minute. Oh. Um, the players at the centre of Dart's latest Fartgate scandal 
They both claim to have smelt it, but neither wants to admit to having dealt it. Mm. Two-time world champion Gary Anderson and his 34-year-old Dutch opponent Wesley Harms were playing for a quarter-final spot at the Grand Slam of Darts on Friday with the 47-year-old double world champion Scottish man blowing away his younger opponent, 10-2. Hey. <laughs> no pun there. But it was the rotten egg smells at the Yockey that were making noise after the match and have since rocked the sport uh in post tv match interviews harms claimed his scottish rival responsible for breaking wind on stage but anderson has hit back suggesting it was harms that had left the unpleasant spell now pdc chairman barry hearn has weighed in he we've got to get to the bottom of this hey, hey. hearn joked hearn told bbc sport the darts regulation authority is able to fine or suspend players guilty of gamesmanship or a lack of professionalism before throwing an additional spanner in the works i guess people wonder if blowing off might constitute advanced game gamesmanship something doesn't smell right there's nothing worse <laughs> than a silent fart this could run and run I've actually got audio, Rob. Oh, Unbelievably, this, this is on stage. This is a press conference afterwards. This is the so press is conference. It, is it being seen as now someone's actually? It's a ploy to try and put off the other player. Yeah. Well, no. What they're actually saying is that uh, it was actually coming from down below, right? And it did smell like real tra- traveller. But both players uh, accused each other. But this is the press conference from Gary Anderson. Now I got to warn you, he is Scottish. Just spoke to Wesley. And besides that, he said you were a class player and, and you let him alive in the first session. He said that it was smelly on the stage. <laughs> I thought, where's that farted on stage? Yeah. Did he? No. He, he, well, I think he thinks you did it. You can put your finger up last, there'll be no smell there. I thought he had shit and I went, that's dirty. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. There was a stink. I thought it was him. And he started playing better. I went, must have needed to get some wind out. Yeah. And he thought it was you. Oh no. Hands up. Swear on my kid's life. So help me God. But it was smelly anyway. It was smelly. Usually if I fart on stage, I shit myself. And you know that, because I've told you in a documentary. Ain't scared to... If, if I'd farted, it smelled like that. I'd put my hands up and go, oh, sorry, I need to get So who was it then? Well, don't tell me. You've got enough three boys up there. So... No, it definitely came from, It was table side. It was. It was eggs. Rotten eggs. Not from you. Not from me. Okay, thank you. And every time we walked past, it was a waft of rotten eggs. So that's why I was thinking it was some. <laughs> thank you. Gosh, wow. I think this is the greatest quote in the history of sport, think, uh, right? Yep. You can put your finger up my ass. there'll be no smell there. <laughs> that's what he just said. Uh, also, also, what we just missed on it, he goes, uh, if somebody's done that, they really need to see a doctor. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> How good is it? No, no, no smell. That's uh, not. That's abnormal. Surely, bad yeah. eggs. Um, I love his justification though. Like, no, no. Honestly, if I did it, I would claim it. Yeah, that yeah. proves that proves that he didn't yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> basically, the Wesley Arms also said he goes. It'll take me two nights to lose this smell from my nose. I didn't know things like this could happen. Mm. <laughs> I swear on my kid's life. That's what he said. It's a real, uh, wow. I guess I'll get to the bottom of it one day. <laughs> hey. um, basically, Hearn, Barry Hearn, the chairman of the PDC, said it was a unique situation in his experience with professional darts. It's the first time I've ever heard of such a contentious, almost contagious incident. Mm. Darts is a serious business in the UK. Second most views on Sky Sports, apparently, behind only football. Can't, I can't imagine it's, ha- it's, it's, it's got... 
got to set a new precedent for press conference uh, conversation. Yep. Did they talk about the match at all? Gary Anderson won 10-2, by the way, to yeah. move into the uh, quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, uh, on a slightly more serious note, this is a top-level competition invo- involving highly skilled sportsmen, so we have no intention of renaming the event the Grand Slam of Farts. <laughs> um, it's not the first time a sport has been rocked by flatulence. Former snooker player Bill Werbenick, who mm. died, who's been a subject on um, great sporting benders, he used to drink 18 pints a day, let rip during a World Championship match at the Crucible in Sheffield before turning round to an elderly woman in the crowd and asking, was that you? <laughs> uh, there is a bit of comment actually coming stateside uh, about darts, it's, uh, and this is a personal comment from uh, whoever wrote this. Personally, I hate the world of darts being torn asunder by someone's butt ceasing its slumber. There are a few critical moves that darts need to do in order to protect players' noses in the future. Uh, one, install infrared cameras and advanced fart tracking. <laughs> Employ liberal use of air fresheners in case of farts. Develop a hazard response team to deal with farts. What's really scary about all this is the possibility there's a rogue farter. What if neither Anderson nor Harms actually farted on Saturday? What if there was a farter from the gassy null? What, what accent are we going for? Oh, this here? is vague American. Vague, okay. What's really scary? Oh, sorry, I've got to be really angry. <laughs> What's really scary about this is a possibility there's a rogue farter. What if neither Anderson nor Harms actually farted on Saturday? What if there was a farter from the gassy null? Someone who can throw their farts like people can throw their voice. <laughs> you just never know what's possible, man. It's true. It's, it's a fair, fair comment. It's, it's a fair um, shooter. It's, it's JFK it's all hard. over again. It's hard to take in the content when that voice is like it's accosting you like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a fart. Gav sent yeah. this through to me, so that's the fart gate. So darts is rocked. There was another musical college American football game on the weekend between Colorado and Utah. Um, they had a little bit of snow. Um, they had to stop the game. The referee actually stopped the game, and this is what he came out with. And now a stoppage as the back judge blows it dead. The fans on both sides not to throw snowballs onto the field. Mm. That's dangerous for the players from both teams. Please, no snowballs down on the field. Thank you. Have like, you ever uh, seen you, American you football, you, you, Rob? You can't throw stuff. That'd be fair distance from the um Yeah. From the, the players crowd. wear massive shoulder pads and yeah. helmets and yeah. pads all over their body yeah. and snowballs the are snowballs. dangerous. They're dangerous for it, the it, players. It could, be, could be a um a hardened piece of ice. Well that's very yeah, true, Rob. Yeah. yeah. I've actually I told Gav when he sent me this through the week, I've actually I've probably told this story before. I've actually been to that stadium, so it would be the almost awful place to go and watch American football in the snow, by the way. I actually went to see a game and it got delayed because of a thunderstorm mm. and i left the ground at twelve fifty-five a.m before the end of the game and i was freezing so the game didn't finish till quarter past one and i was already halfway back to denver by then it's a late night <laughs> yeah only you would go to that college college sports in the states has been in in the news this week we've got the snowball just there We've also got the college basketball. Some some oh. guy has just elbowed someone in the face. He's been banned from the sport. An intentional face elbow, not like yeah. a, not like a foul leaping for the basket. Oh, it was foul, no. but then he lined him up and yeah. elbow right in the face. And not mm-hmm. only has he been banned 
been his record's been wiped from the records of the school. Yeah, he's been banned from the campus. Uh, that was at uh, Fitchburg State University, Division Three College. Um, yeah, yeah. American football is Harvard versus Yale College football. It was Thirty minutes to go in the fourth quarter. One point difference between the teams. Harvard was uh, about to score a touchdown, and their running back was running into the end zone, and he turns around and flips off the uh, Yale defender and ran into the end zone, and uh, the ref overturned overturned their touchdown and what? disallowed it. <laughs> for, for college, taunting. College sport. Just yeah. going bananas. Well, you know what that is? What? The left, the extreme left is taking over. <laughs> it's infiltrating everything. It's PC oh, well gone mad. can't pull the fingers. You hurt his feelings. Oh, my God. How's he going to get... He's going to he's, he's in trauma. He's well, going to need to see a psychologist because you flipped the bird out of him. Well, I don't know if the basketball, it's the crazy. second story, the uh, Kiwan Platt for the Fitchburg State University elbowing a offensive player in the face but, was hurting his feelings. But what if it was a punch? Probably wouldn't have been so bad. Well, it's an elbow. You know? Yeah. They wouldn't have done that if it was a punch. I tell you. They're both just limbs, points of the same so limb even. He just needs to harden up. Is that what you're well, saying? No, I'm saying, uh, you know, kicking him off campus. Yeah, that's going a bit far. Yeah, it's a little bit far. I think. Uh, oh, the, vi- yeah. the vision was pretty, pretty upsetting. Yeah, surprised he didn't get ch- charged by the police. He may well do. The guy, the guy was there a broken. The guy with broken bones and who took up the elbow. He ba- the the offensive player was shooting a uh, in the in the corner of the court. He was shooting a three pointer. The yeah. ball got flicked to him. He popped it up, and the the shot went in. And uh, this this defensive player, <laughs> so as he's angry. run over, no, he wasn't even angry. He just <laughs> ran over and elbowed in the face. The offensive player has basically just gone. V- horizontal in yeah. the air straight and then just hit the deck and his head bounced it knocked out cold right it's brutal it sounds not far off Richard Lowe the former oh, all yeah, black yeah. prop on Paul Carrozza I don't know this. this is about 1990 it after was. the try it is one of the worst things you've ever seen he, he drives in Paul Carrozza the wallaby winger scores the try Richard Lowe's just this thug, moron, oh, you, dumbass. He used to bite people. He was, he was <laughs> from... Um, and, and eye gouge. Yeah, yeah. He got done for eye gouging a former oh. all-black teammate in the MPC final, blatantly with cameras right in his face, <laughs> like a two metres away, and he's got both his fingers eye gouging this guy. Like, it's, it's horrendous. And with the Paul Carrozza one, it's, it's so late, it's probably, I would say, four seconds after the try scored, and not even in the same movement. He comes running in after for this big fat forearm and just goes bang <laughs> on his face breaks his nose no yellow card no, no, no those days no, yeah. nothing some people take disappointment very hard <laughs> it's crazy he's one of these farmer guys oh, yeah. who's like quite quite placid and normal and just white, a simpleton who says nothing really white line like fever un- unintelligent and then on the rugby field goes mental <laughs> They just did the voting for the best pitcher in uh, Major League Baseball this week, right? So they have 30 journalists that vote for the best pitcher. So 29 voted for one guy, and this one other guy voted for somebody else, right? <laughs> rogue. He's gone rogue. No, so no. the guy the guy that... Um, Rebellious reporter Rodney. Yeah, well, he's called um, something Maffi, I think. So one radio station rang him up to actually do an interview. There was one baseball writer... And we have him on the line right now, John Maffey of this, not from Washington, where you would think Homerism lives and thrives. John Maffey is with the San Diego Union Tribune. John, can you look at yourself in the mirror? John? Can I? Absolutely. No. 
No, no, no. You're looking for 15 minutes of fame and attention. Steve, this interview is over. Thank you. Goodbye. What? <laughs> well, there's a guy with a little... With a, <laughs> well, the, one of my better interviews. Here's the thing. Where's this guy's sense of humor? Taking a little bit, uh, a little bit too seriously here, don't you think? I can't believe that. The last time somebody hung up on me was Charlie O. Finley when I was in Sacramento, Tomato, and Charlie didn't like the questions, and he hung up on me. So there it is, John Maffey, and uh, and what? I mean, come on already, please explain yourself. Uh, uh, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he, he voted for this other guy, and he says, uh, I take this very seriously. Uh, I didn't line up at the last minute and throw a dart, and it hit Max's name instead of mm. um, Jacob DeGrom of the New York Mets. Um, well, 29 to 1 is pretty overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he must have had some bollocks theory on why oh. he went rogue on it. I, I think what's happened there is there's probably been quite a big social media payouts and trolling on the guy who's the one guy that went the other way and his decision obviously getting bollocked left, yeah. right, and center, and he's obviously lost it. Because it was a very weird introduction, this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you strange, look at yourself? Strange tone of voice. <laughs> well, th- th- in all defense, this this rogue reporter is 70 years old, I believe. Is that correct? Well, this is the thing. It says, uh, in this report, it says, Maffei, who uh, primarily writes nowadays about high school sports, and he's one of the official scorers at San Diego's Petco Park. Um, he estimates that he attended about 70 Padres games this season. He said he watched each of Scherzer's and Grom's last five starts before Casting his vote, which was swayed by a conversation he had in September with uh, a former National League Cy Young winner with great hair, Randy Jones. So who, who actually was the best picture girl from the Mets? Jacob DeGrom, yeah. Okay, he must have had just phenomenal stats or something. Yeah, they, I mean, win-loss record. DeGrom was actually 10 wins, 9 losses, but 1.7 yeah. earned run average, whereas Scherzer was 18 wins, 7 losses with yeah. a 2.53 earned run average. Yeah. He, he pitched 25 no-hitters. Probably did. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I just made that up. Uh, false. I'm going to say false. False. Are we false. up to Boulder Dash yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, fairly soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Minor league baseball's back in the news with right. new teams because the Milwaukee Brewers, their Pioneer League affiliate in Colorado, who were called the Colorado Springs Sky Sox, they've just rebranded themselves this week. Sky Sox. The Sky Sox. Socks from the sky. Well, it's the mile high city in it, Denver, Colorado. It's high okay. in the sky. Ah. Oh. So they're now called the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Vibes. The Vibes, man. I like it. Got to get the vibes. This continues the trend of amazing new minor league team names and the logos being revealed this offseason. Vibes wasn't one of the finalists of the team's renaming competition (laughs) Mm. because the names the people had to choose from were... Listen for this. The Happy Campers. Yep. The Lamb Chops. Oh, that's good. The Punchy Pikers. Punchy Pikers. That's a clash in terms. The Throttle Jockeys. Or the Rocky Mountain Oysters. (laughs) (laughs) So... Go the oysters! Yeah. Um, but the one part of the rebranding that actually stands out the most, the logo is exactly what you might expect for a team named The Vibes, but not every team would would fully commit so hard to the concept. Primary logo is a super chill dude. 
Uh, looks like a super laid-back Colorado marshmallow who's looking for some friends to go hiking with and maybe check out that new brewery or something later. Not sure the peace sign was necessary, but they have, that may have something to do with some herb being legalized in Colorado. Although, it may not be. So can I just it, ask it, if it this... It may not be. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a great... Or it may not if be. If the vibes weren't in the final of, of the names to be chosen, how did this name win? Yeah. It's a great... Someone's just obviously... Ah, stuff it. Just stick it in. What about the lamb chops? Well, I don't know where the, that the comes vibes. from. I mean, obviously, the, why, why were they so impressed by vibes <laughs> that vibes. it looks clearly trumping all these other names? Lamb chops is amazing. Rocky, I mean, it, I, I, it comes back to your theory about the marketing guy. Yeah. Hey guys, I don't like the these names. Yeah, the yeah. lamb chops or the uh, the and marshmallows. He's all the people in the in the in the conference I, room. He probably said he probably came out with a sentence. I just don't like the vibes. Oh, oh, the vibes. Yeah, something. The Rocky Mountain vibes. Yeah, yeah. Or the Rocky. Is it even possible to have oysters amidst Rocky Mountains? Oh, it's deep, a great um, question, Rob. I'm we sure traditionally they're only deep from the frozen, ocean. deep frozen, sent up from the coast. Yeah, they just over two days. They went up the current. Is that what you're yep. saying? Yeah. In the back of a truck. Very you just nod your head so nonchalantly, like yes, that's exactly right. Like you're David Brent or something, just <laughs> covering up a lie. Um, they'd have it's not naturally there. Very fresh water there. Melting mm. snow and everything, but th- th- that's, you don't get is it freshwater oysters? No, no, yes. no, it's all ocean oysters. Well, they just made it all snot. salty. Oh, they're not well. made of that, Gavin. They're, you're making me not want to enjoy oysters next time. <laughs> I'm saying that. Also, in minor league baseball news, Amarillo, show me the way to Amarillo. Amarillo sod poodles. Oh. <laughs> Naming controversy continues. Yeah, this is news. Uh, last week, after a long and controversial process, the new Amarillo baseball team announced that it had finally settled on its nickname, the Sod Poodles. Mm. The news was met with much cheering and no small amount of grumbling amongst baseball fans on the high plains. But just as everything seems settled, it appears the controversy isn't over yet, as uh, trademark filings show that the Amarillo Baseball Club does not actually own the name, Gosh. the Amarillo Sod Poodles. Ah, they didn't get the old um, domain name sorted out. Hundred bucks is done. Yeah, easy. So um, Green, who is uh, who owns the name the Sod Poodles, with his wife mm-hmm. Nikki Dusty and Nikki Green was one of many prominent Amarilloans, because that's what you're called when you're from Amarillo, mm-hmm. Amarilloan, right. who criticised the team's ownership, insisting they turn a deaf ear to baseball fans in the panhandle. The team ignored plays for better name choices and disregarded a local petition that garnered thousands of signatures, Rob. So right. controversial. Gosh. I like the sod poodle name, though. It's quite good. Let's play Balder Dash. Balder Dash. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. It's also got the best sting right. on the whole of the radio universe. In, in the Gosh. universe. So that, the yeah, last right. week, that what it was a, to, a broke tiebreaker. Oh, oh. Beefy, beefy won on a penalty shootout Gosh. on the overtime win. He's really getting I, pushed. The, the, I swung. Beef yeah. dodged and then just right in the ribcage. Boom. Yeah, right. Gav got done by Danny Shitu. I shit you not. Yeah. Mm, yeah. If you haven't heard Spore in Boulder Dash before, I don't know where you've been for the past millennium. Sleeping, probably. Sleeping, yeah. Uh, Rip yeah. Van Winkle style. Yeah. Uh, things have changed since uh, Sleeping Beauty woke up because uh, Sporting Boulder Dash, we basically make up or 
find real people's sporting people's names. We give them a bio, and the other people got to guess whether it's true or false, whether they're real or fake, whether they're imagined or not imagined. Fake news, Trump news. That's the same, isn't it? No. Mm. And it's, it? it's now sponsored by Mesita. Sponsored by Mesita mm. and myclubshop.com.au and dried beef. And our brains. <laughs> so, basically, full of research. All right, my first sports star. Let's go, let's or go. Or non-sports star, as the case may be. Ray Doug Rawlings. Ray, Ray Doug, Doug Rawlings. Ray Doug Rawlings. Yep. Uh, former Houston Oilers and Buffalo Bills running back, who is more famous for being Earl Campbell and O.J. Simpson's backup and very rarely playing despite nine seasons in the NFL. Ray Doug Rawlings. He's from Houston, by the way. I'm going to say true. I'm going to go False. Ray Doug Rawlings did not exist. Yes. Rob, well done, Rob. One, one, one. Straight off the bat. Bottom. Sure go, Rob. Jim Bob Bizzle. Oh, we've all gone the uh, southern. An American Paralympian athlete who competed in the sprint in 2008 Beijing Games. He won a gold medal in the 4x100 relay. Oh, say, say that again. Jim oh, Bob. Jim Bob Bizzle. An American Paralympian athlete who competed in the sprint in 2008 Beijing Games. He won a gold medal in the 4x100 meter relay. Uh, I'm going to say true. Jim Bob Bizzle. Jim Bob Bizzle. False. True. You're Ooh. kidding. Rob actually did a true one. It's slow at work this week, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gab. Number one for me. Gab, uh, one letter changing from. G- G- Jimmy, Jimmy, Jim, Bob, Bobson. No, that, that's not true. I'm just trying to peer pressure from you guys. Yep. Matt Stoney, a competitive eater in the Major League Eating Competition in the USA. He's number four in the world currently. He has a lot of records. 2014, he ate 24 euros in 10 minutes. 120 twinkles. Euros. Twink, Twinkies, sorry, in six minutes. 2015, he had 182 slices of bacon in five minutes. 25 Big Macs in 22 minutes. 71 ribs in five minutes. 2016, 113 pancakes in eight minutes. 25 Big Macs in 22 minutes. He's a staggering five foot eight and 59 kilos, or 130 pounds for those in the United States. Matt Stoney. False. I'm pretty sure it's true. We've covered him on our show before when he did, I think it was the Big Macs. It may not be his real name, but that guy, the stats are right. The name may be wrong for, for Gavin. <laughs> his name, his real name's Gavin Ingham. Uh, Beef, how could you get that correct? He's been on the show, and Rob, how could you get that wrong? <laughs> Rob, doesn't, oh. Rob doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> well, but I remember there's a hot dog guy. Yeah, yeah Joey, it's the same Joe, guy. Joey, it's the same. No, it's not. Joey Chestnut is number one. Oh, but well, Matt Stoney Matt beat him. Uh, at what though? At the hot dog. At hot dog. By five hot dogs or something. Oh, Sixty that's to huge. sixty-five that's or something. Huge. It's like hundred meters. Yeah, yeah. he's so five he's foot. D- he's them in the water. And then he's them. five foot yeah. eight, fifty-nine kilos. Mm. I remember we covered him because he he broke a record. It wasn't hot dogs, but it was. It, I think it was the Big Macs we covered him on. Well, that's what I didn't believe. How could someone eat twenty-five, 25 Big, Big Macs, Macs in twenty-two? Was, minutes? He probably trains hard. In ten minutes, I think it was twenty-two 20, minutes, twenty-five Big Macs. Oh, there you go. There you, I knew it was something stupid. That's why we covered him. But it was it was like uh, show ten. I don't, 182 wow. slices of bacon in five minutes. I remember we did that as well. That was amazing. Anyway, all right, my my second guy, Billy Bob Thornton. Not the actor, but a NASCAR driver from Jackson, Mississippi, raced in 48 NASCAR races, never making the top 10. Thornton went on to race sprint cars for many years around the southern states. True. Uh, I think it is too true. No, that's totally made up. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, I confused well, you. Wait on, he's from, he's, he's from films. You don't watch films. How did you no, know this name? No, he was married to uh, somebody. <laughs> 
Michael Jackson. Oh, we've not gone the same way. Not the actor. <laughs> no, Michael Jackson. 59-year-old CrossFit Masters athlete currently ranked 3,814th <laughs> in the world. Yeah. His relationship to children is currently unknown. <laughs> what ranking was he, Rob? 3,814th. So you've written that. You've actually taken the effort to write that down. That's, I'm impressed. I'm gonna, for that, I'm going to say true. <laughs> Give you the benefit. If you'd have gone Cleveland Brains wide receiver, he used to wear number one. Oh, really? Years ago. Yeah, he did. Uh, but the CrossFit guy, hey, he could be the same guy, 59. Michael Jackson. True. It's true. What? <laughs> Is you, it all? Gav, you, how, did you, how did you go? Like, you're trying to do it the wrong way. And then you got to... Jesus. What is that? <laughs> pulling a homer. Number two for me, Johnson Loftus successfully entered his donkey into the 1912 <laughs> Kentucky... Kentucky, Kentucky. And his duck as well. The 1912 Kentucky Derby because the rules of the race back then were for equine. Rules have since changed to become more specific, but officials had to let him enter. Police got to him just before the race and he mysteriously chose not to ride for some reason. Johnson Loftus. False. False. Gotta be. False. He owned a Labrador. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, it's a fact. Oh, it's a, a fact. fact. If I tell you a lie, I've got to then tell you the truth. Alrighty. Billy Ray Bates. Known as the Black Superman, Bates had four seasons in the NBA with Portland, Washington, and the Lakers before finding a home in the Philippines with the Crispo Club. False. What What year was he, was he playing? Um, 90s. It's a no, it's false because in the 90s, Auckland had the Commonwealth Games. It's the biggest thing in the 90s. Uh, Billy Ray Bates is known as the Black Superman. What? Bates had four seasons in the NBA with Portland, Washington and the Lakers. Billy boo, Ray Bates. Boo, oh, boo, I thought I would have got that. Yeah, I thought you would have got that as well, especially being known as the Black Superman. You obviously Never did heard things. Um, by the way, Billy Ray Bates is in jail now. What? Incarcerated. Ah. Yeah. Okay. After his massive career in the... He was the best player ever they to play in the They still call him Superman in there? Pro- quite probably. <laughs> Big hello to uh, Mr. Bates if you're listening to the show. <laughs> he I think he it. probably eats a lot of soup and he's a man but he's in prison. <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Julian Cleary, triathlete from England, representing Great Britain in 2016. Brazil Olympics finishing 34th. He's not gay. Hmm. I'm going to say true. Well, he is gay. (laughs) Very Um, happy. He's very happy. He's very happy to be in the British Triathlon Olympic squad. (laughs) Nah, it's false, Rob. Why? Because Johnny Brownlee, Alistair Brownlee, and Nick Wood would have been the British team for a triathlon. That's absolute ridiculous. Um, It's false. Yeah. Uh, What? You can't actually have the knowledge. (laughs) To know that. Apparently. Number yeah. three for me, Scott Anotinich. Anotinich. Scott Anotinich. A very gifted sprinter. The favourite to win the 1987 stall gift running race. Blew his hamstring. He, under, he underwent uh, rehab and by 1988 was ready to rock and roll. He beat record times in the heats and bookies weren't sure if his hammies were up to the final. So they gave him two to one odds, meaning that his stable wouldn't earn the payout they were expecting. So Scott's coach got Scott's twin brother Paul to dress in a tracksuit and saunter through the betting ring, eating a meat pie and drinking a can of Coke. And the bookies thought Scott had broken down and put his odds back to their original price. Very creative, Gav. I'm going false. It's 100% true. 
Oh, it is 100% how true. does he know? And while that? celebrating afterwards yeah. with his team, he met a young lady, and that lady became his wife. Yeah, it is hundred percent true that story. See, this is this Was is eighty eighty seven eighty eight. Oh, that's what the internet said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- eighty eight, but eighty seven, he blew he, the hamstrings and. Yeah, um, thought he was drafted by Essendon or something as well. <laughs> Probably yeah, every right. second man back in that buyer. era played. Yeah, but he that is a very true story. It's brilliant. Good, good time that's, for that's, a buy. Did you notice Beefy went very quiet? And yeah, still? Just, he's like, yeah, I know this one. I yeah. got it. Alrighty, stupid Jim Bob Cooter. American football coach, currently with the Detroit Lions, been Please. in the NFL since 2007 after an, an unimpressive college career at the University of Te- Tennessee. Jim Bob Cooter. Can, can, has he got a quote? Have you got a, what would he say? When he got drafted? Did Jim hey. Bob. <laughs> how, does he, how does he sound? Hey, you going to throw it over there. You catch it, boy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's fair. It's, Jim Bob. Jim Bob true. Cooter. True for Jim Bob. True, I'm going to say true. Yeah, Jim Bob Cooter is Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Yeah. It was the accent. How uh, can we have me. two Jim Bobs in one show? That's brilliant, Luki. Probably a lot of Jim Bobs. Mm. George Slacker. Oh, George Slacker. English cricketer in the 1905-11. His oh. debut statistics of 1 for 116 with the ball suggest he really could have tried a lot harder. <laughs> You're a slacker, McFly. I'm going to say that <laughs> is false. George McFly is slacker. It's false. I'm not too up with the uh, 1905 Ashes. but It didn't say Ashes. Oh, did it? 905? Well, they didn't play anyone else back then, I don't think, did they? Not really. True, Rob. True, Georgie Slacker. It's a false. Oh. And funnily enough, Gav... The George Slacker, only after I wrote the whole thing that I said, oh, that's like George McFly the Slacker. Yes, extra point yeah. for me. Wow. But actually, unintentional lies. Unintentional lies. Uh, lies. Unintentional confession or yeah. or cats out of the bag type yeah. of scenario. With four names to go, Beefy 10, Rob 6, Gav 6. Oh, Ooh. boo. Can we all get 666? That'll be good. Number four for me, Joe the Boat Worthington, a professional water skier, was on his way to the Cypress Gardens in Florida to compete in the 1957 Water Ski World Champs. His car fell in the water and he died, <coughs> and he was unable to attend the World oh, Championships. No, he was there. <laughs> oh, that was on the way there. He, did, he didn't make it. Oh, he didn't make it all the way to Cypress Garden. Yeah. Is that Un- it? Able to attend. Is yeah. that it? False. Joe the Boat Worthington. False. Um, when, if you're a water skier, why are you called the boat? You're just not very good. <laughs> uh, true. Joe the Boat Worthington was an actual boat, hence the nickname. Oh, he wasn't a skier, he was a boat. No, no. Made up! Oh, False. One for Gav, one, one for, for Rob. Rob. Ooh, 10 7 7. Jeez. Doesn't matter. I have to get all, you have to get none, and I have to get all three. Yeah. Yeah, but if we kill Beefy, <laughs> yeah. we well, win. No, you <laughs> might get a, we might get a double false, and it's a true, so you oh, get two points. Oh, I forgot about that. Alrighty. Raj Danger, legendary Indian Is middleweight. That Raj or Raj? Raj. Legend spell danger. D H A N G E R. Danger. Okay. Raj yep. Rajinda, probably. Raj Danger. Legendary Indian middleweight judoka or judo player that won a bronze medal at the 1990 Auckland Commonwealth Games. <laughs> hey! I've just never heard of that Indian name my entire life. D H A N. Doesn't sound like it's how an Indian name spelt to me, so I'm saying false. No, 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 this is but true because... If, if the fact... Yeah, it's just tricky he's gone for the 1990 <laughs> no, no, Games. That's why it's true. It's at the, it's at the 1990 no, Auckland I'm Games. St- I'm sticking with false. I'm sticking with false. He stayed at your house, Rob. <laughs> Raj Danger. D-H-A-N-G-E-R. Legendary. 
Indian middleweight judoka. Well, he hasn't answered yet. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm oh. true. I'm saying true because okay. the, the Auckland I'm Games. I'm sticking with false. Raj Danger did win bronze. Oh. Yes! What? At the 1990 Auckland Commonwealth Games. What did you I do? Did you just you, research you, Auckland Games? Go for the obvious one for Rob. Yes! I also think possibly I came across that. <laughs> I, uh, the other thing I want to say is I, I think you're pronouncing that badly wrong. Oh. I against Dunga. Dunga. Dahanga, so, probably Dahanga. So Raj by Dahanga. saying danger, that's what that's what really. If yeah, you asked for the off. spelling and he gave you the spelling, yeah, I did. you still, yeah, you yeah, still got it wrong. Sorry about that. I'm just yeah. trying to make something out of nothing. Right. Sven Kramer, Ooh. Dutch speed skater who has competed in every Winter Olympics since 2006, winning a whopping four gold, two silver, and three bronze. Kramer's got the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Kramer's, I, I have no idea caboose. what any of the words Sven you said in that Kramer. I'm going to say true. Why not? Yeah, true. It is true. Yes! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. oh it's been a crazy. Yeah, it's gone reverse. It's like uh, the more ridiculous I went, the more you wanted to say true. There was a nor- of enjoyment. There was a normality to a lot of your names. Sven Kramer, George Slacker, Julian Clary, Michael Jackson, and Jim Bob Bizell. That's normal. <laughs> Compared for you, yes, it's better than Ray. I had three real ones. It's in better there. than Ray D. Rooster. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what's coming back next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I get a laugh. Number out of it. five for me in 1992, Francois Martin was found guilty of cheating in the. I'm just going to say it. I don't know. I'm sorry to our French speakers here. The Consors de Peche. Oh, uh, fishing. If, if, Fishing, fishing competition, competition yes, yeah. yep. By chucking a shark in one end of the <laughs> dam before the spectators and judges arrived, forcing all the fish to his end. Oh, False. nice. Love it. What a story that is. I hope it's true. False. All French people hate fishing. Wow. I, I googled, do French people like fishing? It said but no, then, none of them do. Well, and that's when I came out with that story. That's actually the balderdash. Yeah. The, 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 the whole story is balderdash, mm. and you follow it up by saying, how can all French people not like fish? What I don't know. They about? don't. Fishing. None of them like fish. fishing, not fish. They love fish. Well, then where do they get the fish from? I should have got you because freshwater sharks, just not happening, is it? I uh, thought you would have got that. Didn't think of it. Anyway, Beefy wins. What's the score? What's the score? Basically, Gav, you got nine, Rob got eight. Eleven, nine, what? eight. Oh, gee, Eleven. I did yeah, well. nine, That's eight, much yeah. closer than yeah, I it was thought. Wow, closer. Beefy's back oh, in the winner's circle. Yeah. Nice beaver. <laughs> It's the AFL Draft this week, and I'm excited. AFL. All lies, no word of truth. Sounding just absolutely pumped there, Beef. Who do you think's going where? I've heard that James uh, Ryanson, Ryanson. Is, he is an absolute shoo-in for the doggies. Is he? The doggies want James Ryanson. He's 17. He grew up on the outskirts of Adelaide. And uh, he's from a rough, rough old neighborhood. And his dad said, get it together, boy. He's an alcoholic. He used to belt him. And uh, he got out of it. He went to sort of a juvenile uh, recovery school rehabilitation for kids who had fathers that wanted to belt him because they were not hard enough for playing AFL. And old James Ryanson has been 
Put into has made a huge comeback. He's dug deep as a teenager and said, <laughs> "Whatever, Dad, I got my own sort of uh, life ahead of me. I got things to do, and I'm just going to get stuck into that. Uh, I've been doing uh, all sorts of uh, unorthodox fitness techniques, forward rolls. I've been doing cartwheels. I've been uh, trying to uh, race against uh, greyhounds to see if I could beat a greyhound <laughs> in a running race. And uh, you would not believe the results. I didn't win, but gosh, if you know you're always going to lose, it just makes you run all a bit faster. So I've got freakish pace." I'm thinking about entering the Olympics on the side, but I'll get to that after my AFL career where I've been drafted to the Western Bulldogs. And uh, James Ryanson, I think the next big thing, Beefy, what do you think? Do you yeah. agree? Now you've pumped him up so mm. much, I'm I'm looking forward to Ryanson's career. Yeah. With the doggies. Yeah. How tall is he? He's uh, uh, he's six foot on the dot. 200 pounds, probably. He's uh, 87 kg. Mm. Same That's what, 200 pounds Same weight as enough. me actually Yeah Ooh, Nice that? Oh I can't wait Can't mm. wait for the draft Who's so first good. Who came last oh, Carlton Carlton will be last Oh yeah Beautiful oh, Carlton yeah. will be last As per usual No It means they're first They're first First pick No they're that bad They'll be even last in the draft Okay you get punished for being So they're in reverse now The worst you do <laughs> the, the, Yeah So equalisation In the normal world yeah. yeah Reverse equalisation no, they won't oh, know what to do. It. They won't know hey, what to do. Hey, that's a lefty the theory for you. <laughs> Reverse equalisation yeah, yeah. in the draft, man. <laughs> if only Bob was listening to us now. We used to have a big fan myself and Rob when oh, we were yeah. on another network. We'd get on the show. We'd start talking uh, or uh, insightful, usual stuff. Text would come in. Talk about the AFL draft. Talk, no, it was talk about something interesting <laughs> like the AFL draft. I don't think he said that. He just said would say talk about the AFL uh, draft. Just talk about the AFL draft. He, he was munted. Bob was. Drunk. Bob Clearly you. drunk. He was on his 18th shandy after <laughs> hanging out with Grandma for the afternoon. She had been at bowls. Then he was sort of 60-odd. She was 80-odd. Wow. I have and to say, I'm, I'm really there. glad that we got a bit of uh, Dr. Rob, I felt, in, in yeah, that, love that, that, that little mm. bit of rant. Ryanson. We should get um, James Ryanson on the show. Yeah, And preview the, preview the draft. Yeah. He's going places, yeah. He's, He's actually, well, there's talk that he might actually become a transgender and play in the AFL Women's. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't so, know. I'm not uh, sure. Not sure about that. Well, if Hannah Mancy can't get into the yeah, AFL Women's. Yeah, but he's not as big as she is. Oh, he's not. So, he's only um, six foot, you know, not six foot. He hasn't started taking the drugs yet, so we'll see how he goes. Long time to go. Yeah, let's not write it off. We're pro um, transgender on this show as well. We're pro gays. Pro today. Uh, pro, today is pro, a no, pro no non racism. Non racism. We haven't done this for a while. We've got stuff to discuss. What's that? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you, you gotta go. How you know about the, the facts, facts of life. life. The, the facts, facts of life. life Where the world never seems To be living Out to your dreams um, We haven't done the facts of life for a long, long time I just, um, you, We were talking about uh, being a pro I was going to say a pro-racism show then We're not a pro-racism show We're definitely not Pro-anti-racism show well, you because get your uh, pillowcase from Masita, <laughs> yeah. the new range of pillowcases. Yeah, the new pointy pillowcase range <laughs> yeah. that we do. Um, but basically, it is International Kick a Ginger Day. Uh, what? International. International Kick a Ginger right. Day. What are you? Oh, stop it, Rob! Stop it, Rob! Stop it! There we go. It's always on November twentieth. <laughs> it's inspired by a two thousand and five episode of South Park called Ginger Kids. Gosh. The episode highlights prejudices. And near its beginning, Cartman presents a speech. Cartman. 
Cartman. Cartman. Does he know relationship to Batman, has he? Do the Bartman. Um, presents a speech to his class and says, Redhead people or gingers don't have souls. This causes gingers in the schools to be discriminated against. The holiday appears to have been started in 2008 as a joke. At one time, there was a Facebook page dedicated to the day. Some gingers have gotten really mad about the day, and justifiably so, as some students have been kicked and hurt on this day. Since the day's inception, bullying incidents have happened in the US, Canada, and England. International I'm Kiss a Ginger Day was created in response to this oh, holiday. Well, I'm not t- taking part in that. Yeah, um, too you late. Know, <laughs> I'll give you a few uh, wines. We'll see I, how you go. I, I just say I, I've said many occasions that it's, it's the last accepted racism. Yes. It is true. And in all fairness, though, like I don't think you, they can really claim that the gingers got upset about this, and because they get upset about a lot of things, they're very <laughs> short tempers. Yeah, it sounds like a lefty got hold of it. To me. <laughs> a so left ginger. It's that yeah, bohemian yeah. lifestyle that you're so used to. It's a brilliant little piece here says how to observe the day Mm. as much as you may be tempted to the day is in, is intended to be a joke, and you really shouldn't kick anyone. Ah, oh. <laughs> let alone gingers. This day would be much better spent working to build greater acceptance of others. Mm. Yeah, right. Someone's got really sensible. It's like Scott Morrison and his take on the uh, onions on the sausage. All mm. of a sudden, he gives like a considered political answer to something mm. which has been put there. It's a chance him to show some personality, some character, and he failed so so mm. badly. Un-Australian. Mm. And it's clear we have another totally plastic prime minister. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what other days it is today, by the way? Yep. It's the Africa Industrialization Day. Mm. It's a beautiful Thought day. that was due. The mm. Future Teachers of America Day. Globally Organized yeah. Hugger Runner Day, or Go Hard for short. Um, have you Don't named like your PC today, Rob? Have you? Because no. it's Name Your PC Day. Well, it's, it's just a computer. National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. Uh, Universal Children's Day. Oh, it's a Transgender Day of Remembrance. Yes. Oh, there you go. That's remembrance. Tie in. Yeah. Tie in for all those transgenders that have gone before us. Uh, I have to say, I've, I don't think I've ever met a full-blown transgender in my entire life at this point in time. It's like 0.01% yeah, of, yeah. of so, people And that's well. why. Yeah, it's same. very true. Well, that's um, why, you know, it's, it's good to uh, look after them. Yeah, and the make last... Make them feel accepted, but well, it's yeah, hard it, to just meet one, isn't it? It is well, very hard. Yeah, I guess mm. so. And it's a national day of absurdity. Ah, oh, that's great. Something that is illogical, no, senseless, more, and unreasonable. Which day trumps which? Uh, uh, I think we need to get if, rid of if the... You have, if the umbrella is the absurdity, then everything else is not relevant. That's right. Mm. I think we need to get rid of the future teachers. What's that about? Is that that's, people, that's a bit not, egotistical But it's not me. teachers that are current teachers. This is it's for people future. that, are, that yeah. are in training to be teachers or people at school that go, oh, I'd love to be a teacher when I grow up. All right, this day's about you. Well, they're currently on the gun range you know, <laughs> <laughs> in America. Just well, too testing. soon. Yeah, Thoughts and prayers. How do they celebrate that day? How do they round them up and and, (laughs) and say, right, future lot, it's your day today. Go and get ripped. You know, here's a keg. Uh, They put a fake school in the middle of a field and all the new teachers want to run to it to learn. There's a lack of awareness, I think, is yeah, what's going well, on. That's what we need a day. Mm. We need a day that would make the awareness about this. Yeah. yeah Today's right. awareness day for awareness. Yes. So, so, I like so, that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great day. So Love it's it. like just holding a mirror against the mirror and it goes on forever. Yeah, exactly. Every day is an awareness of the, no, that's right, more awareness. Someone would still complain. Yeah. Bloody lefties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have to thank Mercedes, the best sportswear in Australia. Dutch company, been around since 1933. Great sportswear if your sporting club or community group need 
apparel in some form, please get all the Mercedes, 1300 Mercedes or au. It is the All Nations Soccer Cup final at Knox City this Saturday. Three o'clock start. Wales are taking on Serbia, those two rivals. Yeah, big clash there. Um, huge, so good huge. luck to both teams there, Wales and Serbia. It's going to be a monster, Craig, along to Knox City in Knoxfield. Rob, what you got coming up this weekend? Greyhound, Melbourne oh, Cup. Oh, Melbourne Cup Friday yeah. night, of course. Apart about that, that already. I'm going to that soccer match that you all yep. talked about. What are you doing, I'm Gav? A- I'm, I'm getting my run on start. I'm debuting as a court announcer for the WNBL. Whoa, I've done Siebel level geez. for my very Big own Melbourne national. Tigers. Gav's now, got national. I'm moving up to the WNBL for the Melbourne Boomers Sunday, 3 o'clock at the State Basketball Centre. Gav's on the up and up. Who are the Boomers playing this weekend? I don't know. I'd have to find out. I'd have to get the, have to get the call. I think yeah. it's Adelaide, Adelaide Lightning, oh, I, I oh, believe. The Lightning. Yes, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. But apart from that, this has been an awesome show. For really? Once. Gosh. I'm, I'm excited by it. I can't tell. It's the AFL Draft this week. Get excited, people. I love it. That's three hours of days of sport. We will see you next week. Kia ora.